Welcome today. As I was getting ready for the day and praying to God, I was wondering what kind of message you might benefit today. So see if this resonates. Most of us Christian women have some difficulties in sending self-compassion. And there are two actually blocks, which might sound counterintuitive, but I'm going to address them and I'm going to bring some upgraded mindset that you might consider because we know, yeah, we should send self-compassion, but it doesn't always work. And if you're a regular here, I want to welcome you. And if you're new, I'm Dr. Ioana Popa from Team for the Soul. And I love serving and guiding and coaching Christian women to grow towards their highest potential in Christ, to also regenerate, which is really connecting with God, and how to move through losses. And Christian women, we have lots of losses in general from grief to hope. And I do that through my coaching programs, through my membership. So if you're interested, you can find links and sign up. But with that, let's dive in. So we know now in our 21st centuries that it's important to send self-compassion. It's important to take care of ourselves. But many times we get blocks deep down in our subconscious. There's some lingering beliefs that produce thoughts, that produce emotions, that produce reactions that sometimes block us. And we don't know what does it mean to do send self-compassion? Or we might get it one day, or we might get it for a week, and then it disappears. Here are the two misunderstandings, and I'm so glad that now actually science is showing research around that. One of the blocks has to do with empathy, which many times is misunderstood as compassion, but it's not. And we send empathy to others. So that's one block. And the second block that many times, again, it's in a subconscious, we don't necessarily go around our day experiencing this, is a fear, a subtle fear or guilt if we're taking care of ourselves, as if we're doing something, it's a guilty pleasure or something like that, and we're guilty and somehow we are not going to go to heaven if we do that because we need to self-sacrifice. So let's unpack this for a little bit. I'm going to start with the first one, where the difference between empathy and compassion. You might know this already, or you might not. It took a while, even as I was trained as a psychiatrist and in therapy, as a therapist as well, to make the difference. Many times the misunderstanding is we give empathy to the other. Now, words matter, and I'm not going to go into the definition, but I want you to get the concept and the experience, and you might actually try this with your friends today or in your work or when you're with your family. Empathy is this subtle shift when we literally pour ourselves and we are outside of ourselves into the other person's experience. All right. And that happens naturally for us as Christian women, by the way. And obviously we all have degrees of it. We're not the same necessarily, but we have the tendency we love, we can put ourselves in other people's shoes. And that's a wonderful thing. Now hear what happens when we use empathy and we're outside of ourselves into the other person's experience without staying connected to ourselves. What happens, we are as if we're living the other experience. And all of a sudden, that triggers the subconscious and gets into more of a sometimes a panic mode, or we get into deep sadness of the other reverberating with the other experience. That in itself is not bad. 
it's we used to do that to really understand others' experiences. But as I said earlier, if we lose track of ourselves, if we're not trained how to stay connected with our soul, how to stay connected with God, it's very easy then to lose ourselves and the subconscious will get triggered and we, we all those reactions can happen as if we lived it. Bottom line, it triggers our past experiences. They were similar. So all of a sudden, if the other is sad, we are triggered in our subconscious, in our memory about our own sad moments. Or if someone is sharing anger, we might remember our own moments when our anger was triggered. Or we might feel guilty if the other person feels a victim. Understandably so, because they might experience all sorts of external conditions that are terrible. Then our memory, our subconscious, like in a mirror, we have what's called mirror neurons. We get into this experience as if, and we remember our own memories. And I had another episode in here when I talked about how our focus shifts really quickly if we have one experience and all of a sudden our subconscious works in such a way that brings up all a cascade or old memories and they're all come up. So here we are trying to be empathic with the other. Mind you, in the same time, the same emotions reverberate internally and more memories from the past. And then what's going to happen? We are going to go into more of a fight or flight or freeze mode. In other words, we're going to limit our state of being. We're not going to be in such a resourceful state because now we are hijacked by emotions. And that is very draining. And one of the reasons that many Christian women are drained by the end of the day and have no time even to take care of themselves is because we are drained. That happened to me for a long, long time until I really understood the difference and I was trained in that. And that's why I'm here in my programs. I coach people. I train people how to separate those things. Now, that's one area and we do this. So here we are, we're empathic all day long. We are draining our own energy because all the memory is doing what the memory is going to do and keep popping up those past events and they stay in a subconscious. And by the end of the day, we're so drained. We don't even want to help ourselves because there's no more time. I'd rather just go to sleep. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that's what happened to me. And just want to finish my work and be done. And then on the opposite side, at some point we built this tiredness. And at some point we're like, okay, I got to do something for myself. But even when we do it and we say, I'm not going to be empathic. I'm not going to do this. I need to take care of myself now. We go into an emergency mode. Then in the subconscious, we start feeling guilty because we might have a condition. We have all the stories we have to give, give, give. Sometimes we misunderstand the Bible that the self-sacrifice means we just have to give and lose ourselves completely. And that's not really accurate. And that's not really possible or sustainable. Because I want to pause here. Even Christ He was giving, he was helping others, but he was pausing and he was going to the desert. He was praying. Many times, probably people didn't even know where he was. That's why we don't hear about this a lot in the Bible, but there are several instances when it's clear. And then Christ withdrew and went into the desert and went to pray. So I want to name this, that this keeps a cycle. 
And I'm going to share with you the different mindset that is drawn from also from research now, but also our Christian tradition really points to this. And Christian tradition is called agape love, the self-sacrificing love. But that's a love that is not, we're self-sacrificing, but we don't lose ourselves. We don't lose our connection with God. In psychology, this is called compassion. Compassion is different in empathy because yes, I can be with the other's experience. You can be with the, at work, the people that are suffering. You might be a coworker or maybe you work with students or maybe you work with uh, in a business in a corporation and then your friends are telling you what's happening or there's a business owner that comes to you, your consultant and you're and they're pouring out your heart and you feel for them, right? So the difference in compassion is that we allow that kind of mirroring while we're staying connected with our true self. And our true self has qualities that are already ingrained in us. We don't have to fight for them. We just, it's by subtraction. As we let go, as we lean into God, we actually are revealing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're revealing the image of God that's already in us, like in resonance. Okay, so what do I mean by that? When we are, let's say I'm in church and I'm having an amazing moment or I'm by the ocean and, and I have just peaceful, centered, I'm connected to myself moment. It's not that something from outside of me gets inside because that gets us into striving and grasping. It's actually by resonance. We already had the qualities inside. And it reverberates, it's like in physics. I don't remember if you don't know if you remember the glass, you know, the, the crystal glass that's going to be broken by the most amazing soprano voice or the musical instruments. They work the resonance. Every, everything created in this world has some qualities. And when there's resonance, they really bring the, they're going to vibrate in the same way. So it's the same with us human beings. And our qualities come from God, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, image of God. So the compassion, this agape love, is while we are connected with God, we can then be in the other's experience, but we're not hijacked of our own memories. Do you see the difference? I'm not going to be preoccupied. Memories will not come up. And if they do come up, I can give them to God and I can stay centered. I can stay grounded in the peace that surpasses all understanding without having to take that pain on my shoulders. Because we're not Holy Spirit Junior. <laughs> I heard Joyce Meyer, who she's a Protestant pastor, and she's so funny. I just really like her wit and the humor and how she presents things. And she said, you know, we try so much to help others, but we forget we're not Holy Spirit Junior. And this is so true. It's really God through us that's going to help the other. So in a certain sense, when we're in the compassionate mode, we form a trinity. Okay, this is important. We are not the ones giving. We are there. We're the conduit. We're the one listening. We're the one, yes, with actual actions that will help the other person. But we're listening in the same time to God. We're really connected with God and grounded in ourselves. All right. So this is the invitation for today that you will ponder on that, on the compassion and realize that a couple of things will happen. 
One is you nurture compassion more and more. Like I work with my students and my clients, constantly nurture your true self qualities. Compassion is one of them. And you can then be with the other in a really kind, open listening, but not preoccupied of our own past, but just really be present and not consume because the compassion comes from God through us. You're going to feel then later less drain at the end of the day, which will allow you to regenerate every day, which is kind of my message over and over and over. We got to regenerate every day, which means connecting with God, plugging like a computer. We plug the computer every day. We got to plug ourselves to God every day. We got to regenerate every day. And that will also prevent kind of like extreme reaction when we're so exhausted and tired and then we have to take care of ourselves so much and then we're going to feel guilty like we circumvent all that okay so this is what i wish for you and i'm going to end with a prayer in the name of the father and the son the holy spirit thank you god for this message in my prayer this morning and bringing this to the listener to the amazing christian women the murdering women that is here taking this message in. May you bless her. May you serve her. May you continue to encourage her so then she can bring all her gifts into her work, into her profession, into her vocation at church, at family, so then we can all continue to make your light shine into the world and continue to support others with joy, with energy, and peace of mind, and compassion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for all you do. And until next time, I'll say goodbye for now.